Hello, hello, hello. It is Rachel Real coming to you today with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you had an amazing weekend and happy Tuesday. Um, I'm inside doing my talk or recording this podcast. I did get a question. Um, I received a question today that I wanted to touch on. So um, thank you so much for reaching out. As I mentioned before, please do. Please drop your questions, um, whether it's in a comment section on my YouTube channel. Excuse me, channel. I can't talk tonight. Whether it's there or actually feel free to um, contact me through the Anchor app. Um, I'm also on another app called Wisdom, the Wisdom Talk. Um, You can download that app if you have an iPhone. And there on Wisdom, we actually can have like dialogue and um, you can get your questions answered that way. You You might even have other people who can respond as well. Like I said, there's nothing that any of us have gone through that someone else has not gone through and doesn't have a story that can inspire you and motivate you and encourage you. So, um, yeah, I want to get into that tonight. So, um, I hope you guys are doing well. Just to put the disclaimer out there, I am Rachel Real, a certified life coach helping you to reach your lifestyle goals, you know, your relationship goals, um, I'm not a psychiatrist, therapist, counselor, um, or anything of the like. Like I said, I am a certified life coach, and I'm also a thriver from being in a five-year narcissistic relationship. I didn't know what I was dealing with. It was very traumatic. I did my work. I got through it, and I'm thriving now, and I know if I did it, you can too, and I'm here to help you and encourage you. So, yeah, um, I also do a lot of research dealing with um, the narcissistic personality. As I mentioned in so many of my podcasts, I encourage you to do do the same. If you really want to just know how to heal and how to get through this thing, you know, you got to power up and educate yourselves on this personality disorder with as much information as you possibly can get. And once you do that, it's going to make sense to you. You will understand. It may hurt, but you'll get past the hurt. And eventually, you're going to love yourself enough to never, ever allow someone else to overstep boundaries. You're going to, have, you're going to create those boundaries, and you're going to stick to them, never, ever allowing someone else to overstep them. So, guys, there you have it. I received a question today, and the question was... Um, can a narcissist or can a person be both narcissistic and bipolar? And as I mentioned before, I am not a therapist, a counselor, a psychologist or psychiatrist. However, I am a person who dealt with uh, narcissism in the workplace. And also I was married to one. Also, I had a friend who's one. Like when I tell you the manipulation and the things that these people will do, who has that personality, it's definitely mind blowing. But going through it and putting in the work, I am able to speak on that. I can't tell you what to do, but I can definitely give you my advice and give you my opinion on it from 
what I've studied from what I've experienced as well as what I had to do um, to get where I am today and to, you know, moving forward, call a thing a thing and recognize, you know, the red flags because people will show you, you know, in my experience, during my experience with the narcissist who I was married to at the time, you know, everything that he he did, he pretty much spelled it out. It was just a matter of me accepting it. And it took five years for me to finally come to grips to be like, okay, this person really has a personality disorder. And it's not, I don't need to wait for someone to diagnose him because everything that he's showing me, you know, he's checking all of the boxes and I'm no longer going to just keep giving pass after pass. So um, to the person who reached out, um, I don't have to give any names or anything like that. This is to you. Um, the answer to your question, in my opinion, here's my perspective on it, as well as the research that I did. Can a person be bipolar and um, narcissistic? Absolutely. You know, narcissism is a personality disorder. And bipolar, again, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but a lot of this information, feel free to even Google it, you know, when it comes to the different things that a person who has bipolar will do, you know, when you when you're seeing that and you're seeing these uh, these people, you know, when they come. Wait a minute, because I'm looking up something now that I'm I'm here and Lord knows my heart goes out to you if you're dealing with someone who has bipolar disorder as well as. um narcissism and definitely if they're not getting any help you know my heart really goes out to you but I'm gonna um gonna speak on it one second my technology today guys I am so sorry it's just really tripping wait a minute here I come give me one second um yeah so when you're talking about bipolar bipolar is a disorder that's associated with episodes of mood swings ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. Again, it's dealing with mood swings ranging from, they can be low, like sad and depressed, and next thing you know, they can be on a high, high, high. You know, um, you've seen people like celebrities and things like that who you've seen them in action where you know, they think that they can conquer the world, save the world and all of that. Next thing you know, they're low, don't want to get out of bed, don't want to do anything. You know, when someone is taking you on that high, low, high, low, and then if you add uh, a narcissistic personality disorder to that, you are dealing with something that's way beyond... Um, way beyond anyone, way beyond anything that someone can really deal with in the natural. You know, it's like already with a narcissist, they're already blame shifting and don't want to take any accountability. They blame you for everything. They, one moment they're acting like you're their best friend. The next moment they're acting like they hate you and you're their worst enemy, like they don't even know you. They'll treat you terribly. They'll treat strangers better than you. You know, the whole love bombing, devaluing, discarding, and bring you back in, do it all over again. That is pure torture. Read that book. 
the narcissist will torture the hell out of you. Like that combination, which in fact, it can be a person who has both of them and they're not diagnosed, but you see all of the traits and they won't get their, themselves any help. Oh my gosh, you know, you got to come to grips with this person who acts. Either you're going to lose it if you don't get some help. Because I know you said that you wanted uh, the person to see a psychiatrist. I'm going to let you know that you're going to end up seeing one probably before they will. Because even if they go, you know, you can't want something more than someone else. And that's the reason why this is just a traumatic experience because the likelihood of the narcissist going to get help is very slim. And in our society, they nurture that. They nurture pacifying narcs. You know, the behavior is actually rewarded. You know, it's, it's like people make so many excuses, which is why they do what they do. You know, they'll just go to someone else. You have to work on yourself. You have to get to a point where you say, can I or can I not deal with this? Because if you're sitting there and you're waiting for the narcissist to voluntarily or agree with you to get help, they could harm you or they're going to twist it around and say that you're the crazy one. You're the one with the problem. You know, they will have, they, they will gaslight the hell out of you. Like you, you just gotta come to grips with definitely get yourself some help. Ask yourself, why do you feel like this behavior is okay, untreated, if this person is showing these types of traits? They're showing traits that they could possibly have bipolar disorder, of course, we can't diagnose that, but if you're seeing that where they have the highs, the lows, and, you know, they're unreasonable and uh, there's nothing you can do and they're blaming you, the narcissist is going to do that as well. If they have that personality disorder, so you're dealing with that and you could potentially give them a narcissistic injury, like, that's just a lot to deal with. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that there's probably some substance abuse in that situation as well. Because from what I understand, when I was dealing with mine, he used to always talk about hearing voices and crap, you know. And of course, he would make up any excuse to drink. But that was one of the reasons why he said he would drink. He was a functioning alcoholic. So aside from work, he would just drink, 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 drink to the point of intoxication, you know, or getting drunk. So and then when he wasn't drinking, he was just as bad. So you know, I don't know about you, but that's not something that I can deal with. That's not something that I knew I didn't sign up for. So for me, I had to exit. I had to go no contact and really began to do the research that I always talk about people should do so that I could really get a better understanding um, about what I was dealing with. Because unfortunately, when you try to go, when you make the attempt or you go to see a therapist or a psychiatrist or someone like that, a lot of the times they're not equipped to deal with all of that because how much experience are they going to have unless they've been in a narcissistic relationship? But narcs ain't running that often to go see a therapist. So what kind of experience will they actually have? You know, I'm not saying that they don't, but 
it's going to be probably far in between, in my guess, that you'll find someone who can have the amount of tolerance that they're going to need dealing with a narcissist because they're so manipulative. They will get in a counseling session and blame you for everything. They will say, you did it. You're the reason why they're off. Everything that you are accusing them of, meaning whether you're saying, oh, they're bipolar or, oh, they're narcissistic or, oh, they're, they're manipulative, they're liars, they're cheaters. They will turn around and they don't even need any evidence and tell, tell everyone that it's you. And the more you say about them, the worse you will be treated. The more they'll get their flying monkeys out there trying to get information. They will triangulate you. They will just do anything, anything. So your, your biggest defense is definitely getting educated and not engaging. I talk about Dr. Romani's technique. It's called DEEP. Don't shout out to Dr. Romani, R-A-M-A-N-I. She's a psychologist. I'm not. She gives a lot of information. I believe she has a podcast as well. And I'm giving you this information because, again, that's how you heal. To sit there and try to take on this stuff and try to scratch your head to say, hmm, I wonder if they're bipolar. Hmm, I wonder if they're narcissistic. Hmm, can they be both? You will drive yourself crazy. Leave that to the experts. And if that person that you're involved with, or, who, or whether it's a, a loved one or, or a romantic relationship, I'm not sure. But if they're not willing to get any help and they don't see that they need any help, that's the issue right there. Because if they don't see it, which most narcs are not going to admit that they have a problem, it's far in between, period. And I know mine did not. He'll turn that thing, and when he was love bombing, yeah, yeah, well, maybe, you know, I know I don't like, I don't know what it is. Maybe I need to get some help. I hold on to things. I um like I like holding grudges. I, uh, and this is what this man told me. This was before I knew about narcissism. He said that he liked holding grudges because when he needed to retaliate or get back at somebody, he would think about all the things that they did and that was his ammunition to retaliate. So I'm thinking this man probably just had an isolated situation or flaw that he needed to seek counseling with. During the love bombing, they'll act like it, but then they'll flip that thing around when the discarding comes or devaluing comes and tell you that it's you. Like it will make you scratch your head and make you feel like you're losing your damn mind, which is why this podcast is called You Ain't Crazy Because You're Not. However, if you tolerate that mess, you might have to, I might have to second guess you. But if you love yourself, you know, and I understand that people want to say, oh, well, you know, it's for sickness and in health and blah, blah, blah. However, no one is supposed to be sit around and be somebody's doormat because guess what? They can unalive you. And I don't mean like uh, uh, using something, you know, I'm talking about literally chipping away at your your self-esteem, chipping away at your mental state. Like you will literally be so drained that you won't know if you're coming or going. 
And Lord knows if you have children, you don't want to sell yourself out like that because you need to be there for your kids instead of worrying about somebody who does not care about themselves. So I say to you, first of all, yes, they can have both. And that's a very traumatic experience if that's something you're dealing with. And please understand, if you are the one who's trying to say, hey, let me get you some help and um, I need you to go see a psychiatrist, or I'm going to take them, or I got to, I think you said, I got to get them some help, or I got to get them to a psychiatrist, any of those, anytime you're saying, I have to, I got to, whatever the case may be, you're speaking about yourself, and it's something that they have to want to want to do. And if they're not saying, yes, I need help, especially if they can see a person who loves you on a regular relationship, they're going to have empathy. They're going to think about, like for me, I know, and even yourself, if you're an empath, an empath, it's like you don't want to see someone you say you love hurting. So you're going to want to put in the work to do whatever you can do to for the betterment of the relationship. No one has to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to get you some help. or Oh, yeah, I'm going to make you. You're going to naturally want to do that for the betterment of the relationship. A narcissist does not. So if that person who you're referring to is not willing to go get themselves some help voluntarily on their own, you can assist by helping them, you know, assist, not being the person to do the work because you'll find yourself doing all the work. And if you're going to put in any work, put in work to find out why am I dealing with this at the end of the day? Why am I dealing with this? Why do I feel like, you know, I'm not worthy enough to not be in a situation where someone is so evil towards me? Ask yourself that question. Do you deserve, do you deserve better? Or do you want to sit around and have someone mistreat you regardless of their situation. Because when you have a situation, whether it's a mental disorder, a personality disorder, whatever the case may be, it doesn't give that person permission to treat another person like shit. It doesn't. I don't give a crap what you have. Get some help. And if they don't want to get help, ain't your problem. They're going to need to probably be alone at the end of the day. Because if you sit around and tolerate that, they're going to end up being alone anyway because you might not be there any longer. Because that's an enormous amount of stress. It's an enormous amount of stress. And a lot of the times in these relationships with people who have those, especially with the narcissist, you know, you're the person who be who's going to be broke down. Meanwhile, the, their conscience just isn't there. They're, because it's a personality disorder. They're more interested in competing with you mirroring you, lying to you, probably cheating on you, like all of this manipulative stuff. That's where their mind is. What can I do next? It's constantly going. What can I do next? How can I get them? If you have a disagreement, you can't disagree respectfully. They're thinking, okay, how can I get them back in their minds? They're not telling you this, but in their minds, you'll see by their actions because you're going to be like, damn, why are they acting this way? Or why did they, well, remember when you did, or they may not even tell you anything that you did. They may just start mistreating you. Like plan to be tortured. You read that book. You cannot win with those people who have that type of personality. I was dealing with some craziness with this man having an alcohol problem, alcohol addiction problem, inclusive to the personality disorder. Like 
man, when I tell you I wanted to run so far away from that man, whatever I needed to do to get over him, I did it in terms of holistically, in terms of working out, reading, and really educating myself so that I could identify every piece of emotion that I was experiencing when I left him. Because you're going to feel different things, but you will get through it. You just got to trust the process. You got to trust the process or you will find yourself in a trauma bond. Because that thing is, it's, like, it's a spirit. You know, that thing will suck you up and you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll become addicted to the pain. And that's real. Addicted. Like you're not going to know, what do I do when all of this is not going on? So you got to ask yourself. And if you're, instead of worrying about them getting help, get yourself some help. Focus on you. Focus on why do I care about someone who does not care about themselves? Get yourself some help. Don't go back and forth saying, oh, you're evil. Oh, you need to get some help. I'm not saying that this is the case, but I would imagine. Oh, you're you're evil. You're Why are you doing this to me? Oh, and meanwhile, one moment, they're probably cursing you out and doing all that craziness and being evil and angry. And then next thing you know, they want to be nice. And then next thing you know, they're evil and angry. Like, you don't know what you're walking into from one day to the next. That is not a way to live. You will send yourself to an early grave if you deal with that stuff on a continuous basis. And they'll be on to the next person, doing it to them. Because it ain't going to be, oh, well, if they go with somebody else, they're going to change. No, they're not. They are who they are, you know? So when that, when, you know, when you're, when you're seeing that, you have to, instead of worrying about, I know you said, oh, I really need to get them some help. No, you don't need to get them any help. You need to get you some help. Let them get their own help. You can assist them if they're willing, but you can't want them and you can't make somebody, you can't want it more than them and you can't make another person not an adult get help. They will rebel. A child will rebel more, more or less. An adult, an adult is definitely going to rebel against you. You're not my effing mother. You're not this. You're not that. You're not the boss of me. Who wants to go through that? So I say to you, um, my listener, I say to you, worry about you. Put the energy into you because if you're dealing with someone that you feel like you have the need to question, can they be bipolar and narcissistic? That means you're going through a lot. That means they're doing, they're, they're showing a lot of those traits on both sides. The highs and the lows on the bipolar side with the blaming, because people who have that disorder, they do blame a lot. They don't take accountability. And narcissism, they're just evil with it. No accountability, blaming, gaslighting, triangulating, like just the whole, just, just torture, lying, cheating, talking to other people about you. They're two-faced it, you know, and they do things to you that your worst enemy will not do to you. And it can be your spouse. Talk about sleeping with the enemy. It's horrible, horrible. And I saw it with my own eyes like it was, I had no other choice but to do the research, but to listen to every piece of content that I thought that resonate, resonated with me that I could listen to and empower myself so that I could understand, 
you know, when I was going through the ruminating phase and thinking about the person, thinking about the good times that we had, the horrible times overpowered it. All I needed to do was think about when he damaged my car, when he almost ran me over, when he would bully me, when he would start yelling at me and cursing me out, and when he would try to take my vulnerabilities and try to use it against me. Anything that he thought could hurt me, he did. But fortunately, I loved me enough. I loved Rachel enough that ain't no way in hell will I ever allow someone to treat me that way. Will I ever even just a thought. I don't workplace, romance, family members, friends, because I've had to cut off certain relationships. Because when you learn this thing, you'll begin to see what's a healthy relationship and what's not. You'll be able to differentiate between the two. And when you get the help that you need, I promise you, it's going it, to feel so weird for someone to even overstep a boundary, you will have those boundaries in place and you will be able to identify it and you will be able to act accordingly because you're going to love yourself that much and you won't be so concerned about, oh, let me get this adult some help. Now, if they have, I mean, it's, it's hard for even people who have like certain illnesses like diabetes or who says, oh, I don't want to take my medication. You know, things that are preventable or things that can be controlled if they're medicated or if they're handled, you know, and people just blatantly just don't want to do it. I don't want to do this. Okay, well, you're going to do, you're going to have to deal with the consequences that comes with that, my friend. So when you're talking about something like a personality disorder or a mental disorder and a person is not voluntarily getting help or if you have a conversation and it goes south every time, you're on your own. You're grown. You're grown up because guess what? They're going to keep doing whatever they want and it should not be at your expense. That's my opinion. That's my perspective. It should not be at your expense. And my heart goes out, my prayer goes out to you that I pray that you will focus on you and not the the person who could potentially have both of those disorders, the mental disorder and the personality disorder, that they will voluntarily get themselves some help and you will just be there for moral support, not the person who's making them go, you know? So that's all I have for you. Um, again, check out um, my YouTube channel. I'm growing that. Haven't been on there in a few, probably in a week or so, because I'm always just recording my audio. But I probably will be on there this week sometime or this weekend. Check out that. I have that going on. I'm working on some things. I'm trying to get this program done so that, you know, people can just have a place where they can go and have um, just sign up for the workshop or just got some things in works, guys. I'm hoping to get to a point where I can do this more on a full-time basis. Um, I want to answer your questions. I want to have dialogue because, again, there's nothing you're going through that someone else has not gone through, you know, and we do have the answers because we've been there, done that. So it's just a matter of you understanding that you don't have to suffer in silence no more. You just don't, you know, you can't go to the people who are abusing you and think that they're going to help you. 
you can't heal in the environment that's hurting you. You know, so there are different things that you can do to keep your head above water while you're in it. You know, I can share that with you, but um, just understand what your limitations are, you know, for the moment. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but you can't get there without putting the work in. And part of the work is definitely getting as much knowledge and education as you can. And instead of worrying about the person who's causing you the pain, worry about your healing, worry about how you can keep yourself mentally strong and physically strong, you know, so you don't have to deal with that nonsense. My heart, again, my heart goes out to you. And I will say a prayer for you as well. Um, like I said, if you get a chance, download the app called Wisdom. If you have an iPhone, um, I'm over there doing talks and over there on Wisdom. There are so many like-minded people who are talking about spirituality and mindfulness and things like that, where I'm sure you'll find somebody who resonates with you, where you can ask questions and get some answers, you know, to your questions. So download that app. Like I said, it's called Wisdom, W-I-S-D-O-M. And um, I'm over there as well. So yeah, just getting the word out. I'm working on the technology part, guys. But like I said, I don't want to hold up... Um, responding and, you know, dropping different episodes so that others out there can be encouraged and you can know that you ain't crazy. You know, you can get the support you need, get the validation that you need so that in the clarity that you need, you know, if you're still in that situation, you know, and you haven't gotten out of it or you're feeling vulnerable or weak to the point where you feel like, oh, I want to go back. Don't you go back if you've gotten away. Or, you know, you're having a hard time going no contact. You know, when you're when you're having that time, that means you got more work to do. And take that energy and put it back into yourself. Find something that you love. And the harder it gets where you start to ruminate and you think you're missing them or you think they got somebody better or you think that they're giving somebody the good loving or whatever you showed them and taught them. Now they're using on someone else. Don't fool yourselves. That's your mind playing tricks on you. Don't fool yourself. Whoever they're with, they're going to get the exact same thing. That person has not changed. They haven't. You know, they got you, so they'll do it to someone else. So never stay just because you feel or go back or allow yourself to be hoovered. Because if the narc hoovers you, please understand that that's a sign of weakness. It's not that they think you're strong and you're better and all of that kind of stuff. It's because they know that they can continue to manipulate you because you're weak. You know, you don't want to be that person. Stay strong and get the information that you need, get the help that you need, and keep listening to, you know, information about narcissistic abuse, you know, and those relationships and how to get out of them and how to find yourself and keep yourself if you still are in it. If you're still in it, you know, so there you have it, guys. Your girl, Rachel Real, is out. Thank you so much for that question. Um, my friend who sent it to my um, my answering, um, wherever they go on Anchor, I appreciate you for um, dropping that question. And I hope I helped, you know, helped you. Giving my perspective, I hope you found some value in what I had to say, and I encourage you to continue to do, 
you know, the research so that you can get the clear understanding and focus on you first instead of worrying about somebody who might not want to get help. You focus on them if they're willing to get the help, you know, still focus on yourself, but you can help somebody help themselves, but you can't be the person to initiate the help and they're not doing anything, you know, but retaliating and rebelling and all of that nonsense. So there you have it. Um, like I said, I am out and I don't know if the link is there where you can, um, drop a donation or subscribe or something like that. I'm not sure. You know, I know there are people who want to donate to my, um, my channel or my podcast. I haven't started my subscriptions yet, but that's to come where I'm going to have guests and things like that. I'm going to have a subscription where my subscribers will have access to those interviews and things like that as I start having guests on and things like that. So or having longer, um, longer podcasts. So my subscri subscribers will get that. But if you want to donate, feel free to send it to um, Rachel Chavis. That's a dollar sign. Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L-C-H-A, -E V as in Victor, I, S as in Sam. Feel free to cash up a donation. Love to have it. Love you much, guys. Stay safe out there. Peace and blessings to you. You got this. It's nothing to it but to do it. And no, you ain't crazy. Bye. Until next time.